Hello everyone, Derek here of the three D's. Wanted to let you know that a lot of you have reached out to us through Facebook, email, and our Facebook page, letting us know of the disappointing sound quality of our podcast. And we wanted to let you know that we are aware of this and we are taking steps to improve that in the future. That said, this podcast for today was recorded under less than ideal circumstances. However, we were in the same room together, which was very nice, and we look forward to continuing that in the future. So thank you to Dave Wilson for his efforts to clean up this week's podcast as best as he could, and to let you know that better audio days are ahead. So enjoy today's podcast, and God bless. Welcome to CCM in 3D. I'm Dan. I'm Derek. And I'm Dave. Hello. Hey. And welcome. We are on site. Yes. This, this is the first ever. I get, to, I get to actually see you two. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Dan. Yeah, just, <laughs> I apologize. We, we have retreated should have combed my hair. We retreated to the Batcave. Yes. To talk about music. So Here we are. And, and Derek's in a mood. I'm in a mood. Yeah, don't don't cross me, Dan. <laughs> I'm gonna, in a mood. We're gonna hear about this apparently. Yep. Up, so I, I don't know. Stop yelling at me, Derek. <laughs> okay, Dave. <laughs> and as you can tell, with, with maybe you can hear it, but we got plenty of distance between us. Yeah, allegedly. We're social distance. Yes, we do. I'm anti-socially distancing. <laughs> and we, this podcast is about Charlie Peacock, Love Life album yep great album oh my goodness great album yep um and we did talk about charlie peacock before on a previous podcast about kind of this his signature sound charlie sound Mm. and um and then we can talk about his album and he's a four-time grammy award winner and multiple nominee he still does stuff today yep which is fantastic it is is are the are the grammys that he won for production I assume, like for the Civil Wars and hmm, stuff that's like a that. Question: Do we need hold music while you effort to find that? <laughs> yes. Talk amongst yourselves, right. esteemed listeners. Oh, Google, please. <laughs> Where tell art me. thou? I have no idea. I can't find it that fast. I think it. I think they are production Grammys. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, that sounds right. Because Civil Wars. So many albums. Yeah, I think the Civil Wars won one. So. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know that for sure. I'm sure our listeners will let us know that I got that wrong. Um, and didn't I? Uh, last time we talked about him, I think he did like 50, produced 50 albums yep. in like how long? What was the period? 10 oh, years or something? I think it was under 10, under 10 years. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. Yeah, it was an amazing amount in a short period of time. Yeah. Um, obviously, very talented. We have high, high regard for Charlie. Yep. Um, how long is this podcast? Because do we have like two hours? Because we could talk forever. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I guess until the battery runs out on our recording device. <laughs> Better settle in, get the popcorn. Yeah, get the popcorn and the soda. You right. Just settle in for this one. Because I just feel like this is going to be like a music appreciation class. Yeah. Yep. Keep talking. With a mood. With, with an attitude. Derek's got the Because I'm in a mood tonight. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, now, Love Life is the album we're talking about. He's had several before, and he's had several since. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was in 1991. Yep. Yep. It's now 30 yep. years old. Yep. And he had, gosh, a bunch, a bunch before that. Uh, at least six or seven albums before this one. That's um, that's right. 
And when I looked at it, Spotify, I mean, it barely registers 10,000 plays. Love Life does, really? Yeah. Interesting. Crazy, yeah. So what, what gets the most? His self-titled or maybe his, do we know? Uh, Again, we're more, efforting more to find music. that. More hold music. <laughs> <laughs> no, Enjoy no some jazz flute while <laughs> we look for that. This music is not licensed. <laughs> <laughs> for a good reason. Because yes. no one would want it. <laughs> right. Um, no, I, don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Can you see what, Dan, can you see what tracks? What's the most popular track? It's got to be in the light. Yeah, just in the oh, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one's like... Kills it. Yeah. And everything, everything else is like around the 10,000 play mark, and then that one is like 50 some thousand. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the album itself is like pretty much everything on there is not listened to a whole lot, which, uh, is, which is sad. That is sad. I mean, that makes me in more of a mood. <laughs> it's right. not even, my blood pressure's even higher now. <laughs> Calm down, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, but I, when this first came out, well, I was blown away. I thought it was. Really well done. Okay, can I talk about when this first came out? Because that was one of my memories. Okay. So, my first memory of this album was because of Dan. Was because of Dan Uh bringing a cassette promo advance copy over to uh, Mike's house. My friend Mike Folsom, who owns a uh, web production company in Nashville and was formerly the bass player in Shenandoah. And he, so Dan brings this cassette over and pops this in. And, and I liked Secret of Time a lot. So I, I was a fan. Okay. But nothing prepared me for what came out of that cassette. I, I, it just, it just bowled me over. The, everything about it. And we'll dive into it. But my first memory is of you bringing that advanced copy over that you got probably from Sparrow. Mm-hmm. And, just oh this is this is such a leap beyond anything we've got going on and i still feel that way about it i still feel like in some ways this album is the gold standard in a lot of 90 ccm um which i'm sure we'll get into in in this two and a half hour podcast <laughs> that, that, that's what i wrote down was i thought it sounded way ahead of its time yes for ccm yes in 1991 mm-hmm. um because again, the production is just totally amazing. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's lyrically one of my absolute favorite albums as well. Yep. I think he, t- he deals with some pretty amazing topics on this CD. So yep. love. Absolutely. He talks about love, life, love life, and right. loving life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, right. you know, right. all this thing we talk about. And and all the the different directions of love: God's love for sinners, sinners' mm-hmm. love for God. Uh, a spouse's love for their spouse, mm-hmm. and even just the way Charlie mishmashes everything—a love for poetry and music. Just Charlie's love for all this stuff—it's—it's it's all there. And um, Brutal, yeah, I, I put down brutally honest lyrics. Boy, that is for yeah. sure in this album. Yes, you see, you're right upside the head. And uh, musically, it's so diverse. Yep. I mean, it's all over the place. You've got pop rock. You've got some reggae. Um, it's just all some jazz, yep. jazz element. Yep. I mean, yep. It's all over the place. It's sure. it's a lot of fun to listen to. Like you guys said, just so much different from what was out in 1991. Yeah, I is this too much of a stretch? And maybe you guys don't remember this album, but do you guys remember? And this is a detour into 
so-called secular music, but do you guys remember about the time this album came out, Prince also released Diamonds and Pearls, his Ooh, album Diamonds yes, and Pearls. Yes. And if you go back and listen to just snippets of Diamonds and Pearls, the album, it sounds very much like this. I'm not saying that Charlie was stealing or right. anything like that, but it's right. just, it's kind of coming from the same headspace as Prince. Mm -hmm. So Love Life is our, I think, Diamonds and Pearls. Mm -hmm. um, I hadn't even thought about yeah. that. Yeah. That's a yeah. great thought. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 So this You're is, right. this, and you listen to the Prince's production on that, and boy, it just strikes you over and over again. Wow, these are, he and Charlie were definitely coming from the same headspace. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure independently from each other. And right. I'm sure Prince didn't know anything about Charlie. And I think maybe Diamonds and Pearls came out before Love Life or maybe after. I don't know. Yeah, which, I'm not sure but, either. Um, but I, when I think of this, I, I'm always reminded of Prince's Diamonds and Pearls. So this is huh. this is CCM's Diamonds and Pearls uh, nice. album. Yeah, officially. Yeah, <laughs> because I deemed it so. I called it. I wrote down that this is a fearless careening ode to Christian love because it just yes. careens all over the place. It it's just, yeah. just um, yeah, it's a big smorgasbord of everything. Um, do you guys think? I want to. I wrote this down because I was dying to get you guys' thoughts on this. Do you think that maybe a younger person whose ears are, you know, tuned to albums of the last six or seven years would come to an album like this? What do you think their thought would be? What do you, maybe they just know the pop music of the last, like I said, five or six years. Mm -hmm. What would be their take on, I'm just going to put this in for you, listener, and let you listen to it. What, what would they mm -hmm. think? Would they think it's kind of an overproduced mess or what? To, to me, it still sounds, you know, current. Right. When I'm listening back to it, I didn't hear anything that stuck out. I was like, oh, man, this is from 1991. Right. Other than the appearance every once in a while of the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, because that was huge in the 90s. Yes. Um, I think if you just put it in, it didn't, didn't tell them anything about it. Right. Listen to this album. I think a lot of people would not realize it's a Christian album. Because yeah. of how much it deals with real life love issues between you know a husband and a wife, and and it's not overtly Christian in the lyrics, mm -hmm. so that might be something else about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's totally think, fair. Yeah, I think it. I, I I think I'm thinking my girls, right? And they, I think they would definitely think, oh, this sounds really dated, but. It definitely doesn't sound as dated as some other things that I know I can play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, for sure, that, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But. Um, no, I think I think they would find it intriguing. You have to have an open mind about it. Yeah, because yeah, it definitely right. is coming from the '90s. But uh, this would be one I wouldn't I wouldn't feel funny about playing for them. No, you know, mm -hmm. thinking, ooh, they're not they're not going to like this at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Do we have any um, other background info on Charlie there that you want to bring up? So the only other points I had in there were because of all these different topics he covers and that kind of thing. Of course, it just didn't get any big radio airplay at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's super unfortunate. You know, yeah. Because it's 1991. Again, they're not really playing any of this stuff. Um, Our station played it. We did, well, yes. And yes, I was going to point out that I kind of blame Dan for Charlie Peacock in this album for me discovering it because I listened to Z91 ah. and the light comes on and I'm like, boy, that is such an interesting sounding song. And the more I heard it, I'm like, I gotta check this album out. And did, loved it. Yep. But for the most part, I bet that stations were not playing this nope. back no. in the day. So way to go, Dan. Like, so, thanks. Yeah, way to go. So I do, but I do think in the light, yeah, definitely 
But well, if, I, if I'm doing a station again today, After Loving You is on there. I mean, right. what's, what's it like, like in your world? world? Yep. And there's a whole bunch of songs oh, yeah. on this totally. uh, from here. Now, I see Dave is sporting his copy, so he has his CD copy. I do, right here. There it is. You I have yours? mine. Yep, nice. I've got mine. Yep. In fact, mine is signed what? by Charlie Peacock and oh, the late Vince Ebo. That, that is, is awesome. Wow. So... You, you listeners can't see that, but it is. We signed. need to post that on the Facebook page. We will. We'll we'll, we'll post that. But yeah. that it's Charlie and Vince, and this was signed. Dan, do you remember going down and seeing the trio in Oklahoma? No. Me and you and Kathy Sprinkle went to see Charlie Peacock Trio down in Oklahoma. Huh. And we went up afterwards and met Jimmy A and Vince and Charlie. I could never get over to Jimmy. He had his yeah. legions of guitar people around him. But I got Vince's autograph yeah. and Charlie's autograph. So, so cool. Anyway, so I'm we'll post that. I'm doing this stuff with you so I can remember these things. <laughs> right. <'Cause laughs> he doesn't remember bringing the cassette over. I of the things you bring up. I, you don't remember? <laughs> what? I don't know what happened to my brain. Do you remember that time when Dan said he owed us $10,000? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's up with that? What's up? I sold my car for it. What's up with that? Hey, Dan, where's your copy of uh, Love Life? <laughs> Uh, I think it's with um, Hugh. Hugh. Yeah, yeah. Hugh took him. Hugh took him. Uh, Hugh took him. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. Hugh he never took returns him. Yeah. <laughs> Give him back, Hugh. That's right. Something I was going to point out real quick about the uh, about the album jacket on the CD yes. jacket rather on the back. There's an extra fold, and it's a survey. And Charlie says, "Dear friend, I would like to know all about you. So if you would please take a moment to answer the following questionnaire and drop it off in the mail." What's the mail? Yeah, <laughs> anyway. What's a post office box? <laughs> Upon receipt, I'll add you to my mailing list and enter you in a drawing for one of 50 Love Life t-shirts oh. or the grand prize, your choice of 20 Sparrow recordings or cassettes or CDs. <gasps> wow. And thank you for your help for buying my new recording. And then it's just a bunch of questions about how did you hear about the album? Uh, did you purchase, purchase my Secret of Time album? Just a bunch of different questions. Oh, that cool. Fill out, tear along the perforation, send in, and hopefully get a t-shirt. Mine is missing, so I must have sent it in. You sent it in. I did. Nice. I did not win. Yours is perforated. Sorry. Either that or Hugh Tookum has my t-shirts and CDs. <laughs> Hugh. Hugh, right. Hugh Tookum. Hugh. <laughs> Come back with us, Hugh. Before we jump oh. into this album, we've got to talk about the musicians on this. Okay, and before you jump into that, or when do we want to do the cover? Oh, do the cover? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, talking about the album jacket. We're looking okay. down and... So we're down and to the left a That's little a good, bit. But, it's he, but then he turns his eyes toward the camera. That's true. So we're a oh, little yeah. more serious. Yeah, it's... Yeah. 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 Now, I like the I like the look, Charlie's look and all that kind of stuff, and the look of the album cover. Yeah. And then they threw these, just then he decided, ah, I'd throw the words on there. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. I don't know. Yeah. Ran out of budget after the big photo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ran out the, of money. And the, and the taking the pictures of the, the whatever in the back. The, oh, yeah. On the, yeah. the trees the tree, and yes. the, the twigs. He does have a slight grin on the album cover. Yes. Yeah. So it's not your typical look down to the left, upset look. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, or, that's. Or just straight up smile. Right. Yeah, those are both bad right. omens for a, for yes. an album because yeah. yes. you don't want that. Yeah. But my question is, what's going on in the picture inside the album? Oh, is he behind a veil or a curtain? Or? I think that's Mick Hucknell from Simply Red. <laughs> it does look like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's very odd. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what's going he on. He lost there. his shade, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Now, even with that said, though, Charlie's had some pretty cool looks through the years. Oh, for he sure. Yeah. Very so yep. Is that? 
saying that. Oh, yeah. He's always been very trendy. Yep. Always wanted my hair to look like his. Never did. (laughs) Never did. Yeah, there's still, no, there's no time. (laughs) There is no time. All right, so musicians. Yeah. Okay, go into that. Well, Tommy Sims, and then is there anyone else? And Aaron Smith. I mean, those two together are just dynamite. Oh, amazing, yes. Yeah, Tommy Sims, I think, is is the cleanup hitter on this album. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Aaron Smith, Jimmy A., Vicki Hampton, Kim Fleming, Vince Ebo, Rick Will... I'm doing this from memory. I'm not looking yeah, at my notes right now. Name so, pretty good. Yeah. Listener, he is not looking at anything. I'm not looking at it. I know this album He's by heart. down and to the left. Yes. <laughs> not smiling, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I'm in a mood. Not smiling. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, the, it just A-list. And, and Douthit. Oh, Mark Douthit, that's right. He yeah. does play sax. Yep. Yeah, yeah he does. Well, Carlisle makes an appearance. He does, and I've got that in my notes. Yep. yep he yep. sure does. Yeah, Interesting instruments we'll get into too on this album. Yes, the spaghetti guitar. Spaghetti guitar, yes, the, the wah guitar. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Wow. Good. So we got a pencil guitar we learned about before. That's right. <laughs> yep. We got a pencil guitar, we got a spaghetti guitar. No, spaghetti. Oh, spaghetti. Is it spaghetti? It, it's okay. spelled spaghetti. S C H spaghetti. I have, I, just as a, uh, as a forewarning, I have nothing. On spaghetti guitar. Oh, no, okay. no idea. The musician doesn't know. Maybe if we interview Charlie soon, we can ask him about the spaghetti guitar. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anything else to jump into there? No, oh no. So. Okay. Let's so track one, after loving you. Yep. Big start to the album. I love yes. it. Yes. I great. thought it was. It, it it grabbed me immediately. Oh, totally. Yeah. This album the first time. Um, I like the very low range notes. That you don't really, you didn't hear back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they really went low with the yeah uh, some of those note sounds. Um, and then minute and ten in, you get kind of these synth kind of swooshes through there. Yep, thing I like. And then the uh, bass comes in. Yes. Oh yeah. But it's not it's not real bass. It's synthesizer bass. Yeah. Okay. It's Tommy playing synthesizer or programming synthesizer bass. Nice. There's no real bass on this song. Yeah. Okay. I was it's ask all you. synthesizer bass. Okay. But it's so good because it it's Tommy. <laughs> when you have a bass player that programs synth bass, it's all good, especially when it's Tommy Sims. Yeah. So and it's going to be great. Yeah. We got the wah guitar and the spaghetti. The guitar. spaghetti okay. guitar. So there so it is. I, I would have to. I have to listen back. What the spaghetti guitar is doing? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to pick up. Yep, not sure on that one. No. Um, Background vocals great. You know, Vince Ebo and Vicky Hampton are great on this. Oh yeah. My favorite part of the song might be the end when Vince is just laughing hysterically, and, and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I'm out of here. Oh, I'm yes. out of here. I love it. Yes, <laughs> so great." Um, lyrically, so you mentioned about being honest earlier and I love albums that are honest mm. but hopeful yeah so right. that's what I just, those two that combination of lyric to me is so powerful yeah right. you know that yes we're talking about our struggles but we're hopeful or there's something else on the other side that we're, right. that we're striving for right and so like the lyric that gets me is this um, this is amazing a love so amazing we made it through some things I did not think we could we are the or, we are the ordinary means. That's you and I, my friend, to a rather extraordinary end. We can make it, baby, baby. Yep, yeah, we can make a baby. Let's stay together. You and I can show the world that love can last forever. Yeah, that yeah. part always grabs me. That's and then, then, of course, I can hear Vicky already right after that. Yeah. Part of the, love yeah, yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, how many how many Christian songs up until then had used the word baby? I mean, right. baby, baby, obviously, right. but. But, I mean, he's yes. clearly referring here to his wife, Andy, yes. we can make it baby. Yep. And then he quotes Al Green, let's stay together. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's something that definitely had been lacking until this point in Christian music was, mm-hmm. you know, the use of the word baby your, for your spouse. Your baby and talking about your spouse and, uh, yep. spouse and your love life, you know. You that's, yeah. A lot of that. Yep. No, you really didn't. But he's all about that in this yep. album. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And, you know, if this had been recorded in the 70s, I've noticed that a lot of 70s songs... They call their girlfriend Mama. That's right. So this yeah. would have been, we can make it Mama. Mama. Yeah. yeah, so that okay. would, if this had been the 70s. And if it was in the 70s, jazz flute. Ja- yes. Yes. yes, you would have lots of jazz flute. Yes, flute. yes. polyester too. Yeah. I will effort for our next recording time to have some jazz flute okay. if we need to look something up and we need some hold music. <laughs> okay. I like so it. I will, I will, I will effort to get uh, that. Thanks, dear. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, so, anything else on that one? No. Nope. Good? Yep. Um, what's it like in your world, number two? This is the one I'm like, oh my goodness. Tommy Sims. Yes. Holy oh. moly. Yeah. Amazing. There's your homework right Isn't there. even yes. the word for it. Yeah. I, I, oh, I yeah. put the same thing down. And like, this is like homework music right Yeah. Yep. Yep. Again, and I'm not a bass player. I'm not a musician. I'm just a huge Tommy Sims enthusiast. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm listening. So, I was listening to it in my headphones you know, it's amazing. I like songs like this that even after 30 years, I'm listening to again and going, I think I'm picking up something different here yep. than I than I have in the past. Yep. So here's what I wrote down, and I maybe not 100% right on this, so, <laughs> but I could swear um, he does a different riff during the choruses every time. Probably so. And it gets better and better each chorus. I'm, yes. So, like, typically, you know, the bass line just kind of sounds the same. You get that same, it just kind of floats through. Yep. But it's almost like Tommy's freelancing almost through this whole song. Yeah. Yeah. I swear. So, admitted in the first chorus, Tommy's is kind of all over the place. Then I heard it when the second chorus came around, I went, wait a minute, I think he's doing something different here. Very So then I went back to the first minute, listened to it again, went back to the 212. It's not the same. No, no. And then the third chorus, again. Yep. And the fourth chorus, like, and all the way through, it builds all the way up until that final three minute and 45 second, where he does that. Yes. Ow. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that one, always, I'm playing my own air bass guitar yes. when it comes around. I have, yep. I have no idea what my fingers are doing. I'm trying to be like a Derek, but right. I just got to. That's what I do too. Yeah. And I just, just grabs me every time. So that was interesting to me that it's different. Yeah. In every chorus. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Smith's drumming on this is oh. right after the. Um, Right after Rick, I think it's Rick Will's guitar solo, um, what Aaron does on the drums when he goes to the ride cymbal, it sounds so good. Of course, Tommy's just cooking underneath yeah. what he's doing. Those two together were just dynamite on yeah. this album. I yeah. mean, that rhythm section, you could you could have the most tone-deaf person singing over that, and it would sound amazing. Yeah, it would sound great. It would just yeah. sound great. Right. He's like, wow. Awesome. You could have the uh, American Idol reject, and it's like Tommy Sims and Aaron Smith would be... Making them sound great. Yeah. yeah. Great. I, I put on this song too. I thought the piano is the other star, Charlie's piano. Oh, for sure. It sounds great. It, it kind of lays the, the, the framework for the song. And the other guys, like you said, it sounds like they're just going nuts, you know. I, uh, so much going on at the three minute mark I put down. You yes. got the layered vocals, you got the screaming guitars, Tommy's going nuts on the bass, mm-hmm. the piano. Charlie's got the driving piano. And it's just like from three minute mark on, it's just fantastic. Yeah. I noticed. Um, it, 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 on the second verse, um, 
speaking of Charlie's piano, so the first verse the, is very Charlie plays it very straight. Dun, 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 dun. And then when, when it comes into do you have any expectations of yourself, the piano gets very sparse. Dun, dun. Huh. It just it's it, he oh. he kind of lays out and lets the vocal just kind of. It's very interesting the way he plays that second verse. It's very it's a very jazz way to do it. So. Charlie is just such an underrated piano player. He's great. Yeah. My homework for the listeners, um, Tommy Sims didn't obviously invent this style of bass playing. This is this goes all the way back to Motown and James Jamerson, the way he would play on a Motown song. So if you go back and listen to a song like um, Darling Dear by the Jackson 5, that listen specifically to that one. With James Jamerson playing there, that's Tommy's influence. I can just tell if Tommy was sitting here and I asked him, he I would say on this song were you influenced by James Jamerson? He was that he would say absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just I know that I just I I intuit that so because I'm in a mood. You're in a mood, <laughs> right? So because so um, but James Jamerson on Motown stuff would just never played anything the same. Always was just kind of moving in and out of the chords and so that Tommy's just taking that tradition and expanding it here and doing it so well doing right. so well and just to clarify you have not uh, identified what your mood is yet no, or, or, I'm or getting explain, to it or explain the mood yet I'm not expl- no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I feel the heart rate going I feel <laughs> I feel a bit flush do you have a cold compress I can buy no sorry oh okay so, so it's on the way we're, we're teasing we're teasing the mood, the mood. Yes. okay good and I think it know, might show up on the next song and right. now that we're in the same room I can see your flush yeah yes, you can, you're flush, about to indeed. see my mood <laughs> Um, the background vocals, too. I know we mentioned it. Okay, yes. Vince, yes. Vince Ebo, yes. Vicky Hampton, and... Bob Carlisle. There we go. Uh, from Allies. How yeah. is that for a trio of backgrounds? Yes. Yeah. And what's crazy and the is they're all recorded so well, you can hear each... Because I know yes. Vince. Yep. yep. I know Vicky, and I know Bob, and I just right. hear them all. But they blend so well. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so yeah, I'm, good. I'm a huge Bob Carlisle fan. Oh, so me I too. Did a spot, I spot his vocals right away. I was like... Was that Bob? Yeah. Yep. Sure. If you check the liner notes, I'm like, that's Bob. Yeah. Because he does that mirror thing with Charlie. You know, Charlie says, what's it like in your world? And Bob says, what it's like, what it's like in your world. Yep. And I go back and forth. Yeah. Because I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Carlisle sings on this. Yeah. 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 And this is the only one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I yeah, right. yeah. I think you're right. I haven't seen listed anywhere else. Yep. Um, and they called them the Love Singers or Love Choir. Yes. The, the Love, love Choir. choir. <laughs> <laughs> that's really fun. The Love Choir. Um, and then, uh, so outside of, then outside of the music, then we go to the lyrics. And again, I think lyrically, this is just an amazing album. Uh, and just a highlight on this one was, you don't have to ever pretend when you're in my company. Yeah. I love that part. Mm-hmm. You've got to know, I will not turn and run from you if you practice honesty. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's really good. Really yep. good. Um, so yeah. That's and then outstanding. My homework, same thing. Tommy ba- Tommy's bass throughout the whole song. Starting at three minutes, just oh, yeah. soak it all yes. in. Oh, that's great. <laughs> all right, and then, so we get kind of those two, I don't know, do you call them pop songs? Yeah, One sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then three, we get blues heavy. Oh, I'm in a yeah. mood now. Old time Feels like church, church doesn't it? It's a gospel. It does. Swooning song. Here's You're in the revival tent. Yep. You know, so I think the, what I like about the music fits the theme of the song. You're it's talking about forgiveness, forgiveness right? Forgiveness, okay. forgiveness yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Forgiveness. Um, it just seems like, yeah, this is, it's this, I don't know, for lack of a grand idea, I guess, of, yeah, forgivenness. Mm-hmm. It's organ, it's driven with the organ, 
the love choir in the background again doing an amazing job. Vicky's solo, oh, it's, yes. so to speak, in the end there at four minutes, four minutes and thirty seconds in. Um, so, it, but comes right of those two pop songs we go into that. One. Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of the finest songs that CCM's ever produced. I'm not going to go out on that. Oh, one. wow, man. Um, there is one thing we need more than to, to more than to be understood or be known, and that's yes. forgiveness. Yes. yes, forgiveness uh, offered by God through Jesus on the cross. And so, this song, um, and this is where part of my mood comes in, and that is, this song has everything I want to hear in great pop music. It has, um, it has space. Um, Ambiance. It's got mood, texture, music that breathes. Um, real musicians playing real instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, a tempo that fluctuates. I have an app on my phone that you can put it up to a song and it'll tell you the beats per minute. And the, they, they fluctuate. It's not on a. It's not quantized to a grid like every song that gets released today. And nothing's auto tuned. Right. I mean, when did Cher release Do You Believe in Love? I mean, when did that song come out? 97. Okay, aren't we sick yet of auto-tune? <laughs> and yet, every song I hear in modern CCM is auto-tuned. And it's all quantized to a grid. And nothing breathes. And, not, and nobody's playing real instruments. And I want to hear that. I want to hear voices that I know. People playing real instruments. Space. Breathing. Real stuff, and I mean, I don't listen to as much. CC, but I'm, I'm my boys. Every time I drive them to tennis lessons, they want to hear K Love or Way or the or the House or whatever. So I've listened to it enough, and I just I never hear real. It's all quantized to a grid, and everything's perfect and auto tuned, and I just can't stand it. Sorry, huh? that's reason. my mood. Re- that's yeah, that's the mood. mood. Okay, I just, I just, <laughs> yeah. I compare yeah, it to something it. like this, and I'm like, this is music that's timeless, and I hear so much of what I hear on those stations, and I just go, this is interchangeable with what we were listening to driving the tennis lessons eight months ago. Hmm. Yeah, and so. Um, now, granted, do you know the, the, our listeners might say, "Well, you need to dig a little deeper," and I probably do. Um, I like Andrew Peterson, <laughs> um, but um, I love Andrew Peterson actually. But um, this is what I want to hear when right. I listen to music. Yeah. I want to hear those things. So, talk me off the edge, guys. Well, that's why it definitely stood out. Yeah, to me, right? Yeah, I was going to say I'm glad Derek you talked about it breathing and yeah. about instances throughout this album. There's a few songs I'm sure we'll talk about it more. There's just a long piano solo at the yes. beginning, not in the middle, but in the beginning, and it just breathes, and you hear things come in, and it just kind of flows together, and there's something else up and down. He's never in a rush on this album. Right. And that's just so rare, especially right. now, like you said, everything's calculated, it's got to fit this formula, but uh, yeah, you're right, this song is just great to put your headphones on and just hear everything going on. Yeah. It brings me to tears still. The, you know, listening back over the past week that truly, I mean, obviously the message of the song, I need more than anything is forgiveness. And yet that timeless message married to this beautiful, beautifully performed music by real people working together in a studio. I just, I'm like, it just 
current music just sounds too much like two guys in a laptop with a bunch of plugins, you know, to make it sound perfect. And I don't want perfect. There's a great, great thing right at the beginning, right before the second uh, verse on forgiveness. Um, what, what, let me pull my lyric sheet up. Um, so I, uh, well, where he's talking about uh, the question mark on my heart, got a question mark on my heart. Um, so I wonder why can't I keep the world straight? But right before it goes into that lyric, Tommy just slides his hand down the bass neck, yeah. and it's just a little. It's it technically the bass. Technically, that's a mistake. Technically, those are artifacts of noise that you know. Maybe you should take out, or maybe it signifies there's an actual guy playing an actual instrument. Right. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's like. There's just this little quiet organ, and then suddenly Tommy slides down the bass, and the second verse begins. And it's just like, you would never hear that today. Nobody leaves that stuff in anymore. And lest you think I get down on CCM, I don't even even know what... I can't even stomach listening to modern pop music lyrically, but I'm sure it's the same musically. It's all quantized and gridded, and everything's perfect, and nobody sounds like they're playing real instruments. And so... More, more songs like this. Okay, my blood pressure is going down. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good. All right. More Diet Dr. Pepper. You're looking better, Derek. More Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. Well, now we can talk about number four. Let's go to number four. First in a revolution. All right. Yeah. Uh, my aspect of the song lyrically, again, just I love it. it to me, yeah. it, it, and I don't know if I'm using the right terms here, but it seems to me like a mini expository. Some deep thinking mm. about. Honesty, overcoming hurt, and weeping. Yep. How can I expect the heart to sing when I, when I don't let the soul ever feel anything? When I push the pain down, hide it away, I'm storing up trouble for another day. Right. Yes. Wow. Right. right. <laughs> so, and musically amazing, but my I love this as well lyrically. Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no credits for bass on this song. I I, I was looking on Discogs and didn't see any credits for bass. And because there's definitely a sounds like a synth bass again, mm-hmm. and so I looked in my credits on the album, and there's no credits in my insert for right. bass. So I assume it's either Charlie or Tommy programming synth bass. So, um, but no, this is um, I love Charlie playing the Fender Rhodes yes. uh, instrument on there. It's, it sounds so good, and I just again that's yes. somebody playing a real instrument an yeah. instrument that's beloved in pop music it's and so interesting sounding yeah, yeah. it is yeah. It, it is, is. It, it's always if you go back and listen to um, if you go back and listen to let's just move out of CCM for just a second let's set that this is still a CCM podcast <laughs> but let's set that aside for a second go back to "Quote unquote secular music from the '80s and the synth sounds like Iran by a Flock of Seagulls. Right. Oh, that synth sound sounds so dated. But you go back a little bit further to some of the analog synths, and those still sound great. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those keyboards that were a little further back into the '70s, like the Fender Rhodes, still sound fantastic. And you hear them now, it's like, oh, yeah, that's. I'd love to hear more of that in in." Real pop music, and um, but they just don't get played anymore because either that or it's a plug-in. It's probably a, a VST plug-in, and and here's my Fender Rhodes VST plug-in. So, but yeah, I I love the song. Um, 
And I think Charlie's probably talking about some sort of childhood trauma or something mm. like that. The, the memories of childhood and that sort of thing. So I think there's... Something we all kind of go through. Right. I think, hurt, I think there's you know. some childhood trauma he's talking about here. Mm-hmm. So. He talks yeah. about, you know, pretending to be fine. Do I flip a switch to give myself a happy life, to be a happy man in a happy home with a happy wife? Right. So uh, to me, he's talking about I can't deal with my personal issues unless I'm honest with myself right. and then honest with everyone and be myself. Right. It's very, it's a, you know, it's a very honest song, honest lyric. And musically, I've got this real jazz nightclub. Oh, feel. very much. I mean, if you close your eyes, you can almost see Charlie in a dark nightclub with Tommy on the, you know, the, the stand-up bass, you know, and nice. uh, Aaron Smith, is Aaron Smith the drummer? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Know, He's got the brush on, on the snare. Yep. I mean, very much as a jazzy type of tune. Yep. And then also the um, guitarist on here, Scott Dente from Out of the Gray. Oh, is it? I didn't notice yes. that. Scott's wow. playing acoustic guitar on here, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So. Cool. Great tune. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So, it, if you, so here, the first four songs, just to review real quick, um, are, so the first one's four minutes, 51 seconds. Next one's four minutes, 30 seconds. Forgiveness, almost five minutes. Personal Revolution, over five minutes. Yep. If you thought those were long, now <laughs> we get yeah, into another right. woman in tears. Yeah. Almost eight minutes. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Well, and this one so, does start with that long piano solo. Yeah. And so the, this, these are like songs that just would have a hard time fitting in yeah. 1991 CCM radio. Right? Yep. That's probably why you've not heard this or much yeah. about this album. Yep. Um, so we get another woman in tears, you know, relationship song again. I kind of put no center about is it jazz improv? You know, mm-hmm. I, what yeah. is it? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's kind of teeters on that, right? Yeah, it kind of does. Much so. Yeah. Um, and again, I said uh, a song on a CCM album that's nearly seven minutes forty-five seconds, almost eight minutes long. Yeah. That begins with an improv piano solo and a muted trumpet and an oboe improv yes, splashed yes. in there. And I said, find me another song on a big budget CCM album from now that takes as many chances as this one does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and a record company with the spine to release it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll put that on there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that was kind of if maybe I'm remembering this wrong from back in the day, but it seemed like Sparrow had a little more cutting edge. They did, you know. Uh, Steve mindset about it. Steve right. Taylor was on Sparrow. That's Very true. Yep, that's right. That's right. And so um, it seems like Billy Ray Hearn kind of wanted to take some chances with guys like Charlie, mm. maybe Steve Taylor, Al the Gray yep. uh, was on Sparrow, um, and so. So speaking of chances, previewing, or we'll be talking about one coming up here that's yes, definitely takes chances. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. You keep going. Another tease. Yeah, well, oh, no, no, no. no. That's, that's fine. So. Um, and the, the line in this that just really is so true. Uh, this is a problem crying out for a solution. Don't mistakenly believe denial's the solution. And don't reject her if she tells you how she, real, she really feels. Right. It's, yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I think 25 years of marriage, that's proven that he's totally wrong. I don't even know what he's talking about there. <laughs> so, no. Right. Yeah. Well, in the line of that, one day you'll come home to the kiss of indifference and wonder why you were happy, where your happy bride went. I yes. Mean, still, I heard that and I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yep. And if you know, I mean, surely our listeners know a lot of Charlie's backstory and just he's been very open with, you know, kind of coming out of 
substance abuse in the 80s and just just he was kind of a mess and he's been really open about that if you go back and listen to the west coast diaries especially my mind played a trick on me um he he's he's really open about he and andy's marriage was was kind of careening out of control and so it's really a testament to god's grace that they survived and he was able to you know ask for forgiveness and come to come to a really good place in his marriage they're still married and um so that's it's great it's it's really good yeah and we've all mentioned lyrics again the uh don't you ever think to water the garden? Don't you know flowers won't grow that way? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it kind of again, bring it back in yourself. Like I should be doing something. Right. How do I help? Right. Grow the situation in the flowers. Well, th- there's definitely things that will grow if you don't water it. Weeds. Yeah. So that's right. now. I I think when you when this album came out, so ninety one. Were any of us married at the time? No. No. Yeah. I don't. N- none of us were married. I got a lot of this album was definitely a primer for yes. here's how you treat a wife. Yeah, definitely. Um, yep. And I've still come back to thinking about these lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, 25 well, years into marriage. Yep. And so that's the end of on a cassette, be the inside one. Okay, that's the inside one. Half time. Half time. Okay, half time. We need jazz loop. Okay, so does this. Sounds like a trumpet, Dave. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll go ahead and just give it away. Saxophone. Because we're in the same room and you can see it made the list. It should. Whoa, it, it did. did. It's number 15. Oh, nice. Yeah. That is a great spot. That is yeah. a great spot. So the album right before it is Jesus Freak. Nice. Oh, yeah. And the album right after it is. Let me see. I get that. Slow train coming, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Wow. All right. So, That's in some good stuff. Charlie before Dylan. No, is it the only Charlie on there? I believe. No, no, no. I believe Immigrant. Uh, not Immigrant's Daughter. Uh, Secret of Time also is on here, I think. Um, no, it's one of three Charlie Peacock albums in here. There are three, okay. So, Secret of Time is number. Getting there, efforting. Twenty-six. There you go. Wow. And then um, "Lie Down in the Grass." Oh wow. uh, Is number sixty-seven? I think. Yeah, sixty-seven. Okay. So "Lie Down in the Grass." Yeah. Well, that seems very appropriate. It does. Now, I'm I'm amazed they put it above "Jesus Freak." To me, that's amazing. Oh, "Jesus Freak" is right after it, or right before it. Number fourteen. "Jesus Freak" is fourteen. Fourteen. I'm sorry. Okay. So yeah. Gotcha. Um, so here's just a couple of things about this album. This is by Wendy Lee Nintwig. She was one of the staff writers. So, um, so uh, Christians may make love, but as Charlie Peacock found out with this 1991 release, talking about it is an entirely different matter. So, oh, that's a great way to start that article. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, Listening to Love Life in light of the current music scene, this book was written in 99, so it wasn't too far after this, makes Peacock's brilliance even more apparent. And the fact that this music was overshadowed to some degree by lyrical controversy is even more tragic. It's obvious, too, that Peacock, who also served as producer with the help of Rick Will, sure knew how to spot talent. Just listen to the haunting background vocals of the late Infants Ebo and the uh, musical mastery of Tommy Sims. And the future ragamuffins, Aaron Smith and Jimmy Abeg. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Well written. 
yeah, this is this is this is great. And it talks a little bit about him producing. So anyway. wow. So one of the rare times that I'm like, yep, spot on. See, yeah, here. Right yeah, spot yep, yeah. Good job. All right, all right. So flip the cassette over. Side right, two. So we flip the cassette over, and then we get the big one from him in the light. And actually, on Spotify, that is this is his biggest tracking single. That I that is not surprising. No, yeah, not, not at surprising all. at all. So. Uh, if you're familiar, you'll know that DC Talk does this later. Yep. On in 1995. On what album? That's or was it just a Jesus Freak? For Jesus. Oh, Freak, it was on yeah. Jesus Freak. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it is the most famous version. Okay. You know, yeah. In the light, right? But of course, we heard this one first. Right. Yeah. And I am partial to both. I mean, I like them both. Um, I prefer DC Talks a, what, maybe a little bit more because I'm, I'm in the shredding. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want you on the Charlie one here, but uh, but when I heard Charlie's, I thought this was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you added this to our rotation at the oh, station yeah. immediately. Yeah. I mean, it immediately went yeah. in. It was like, yeah. yeah. It was the first single, I think. Yeah. And so yeah. this was, I remember you just, well, that that's going in. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm partial to this one more just because I like. Is the first maybe yeah. that's although this is I did write down this is the track that I'm most likely to skip only because I've heard a lot yes. right yeah. so um, that has nothing to do with songs so I made myself listen to it as we were preparing for this podcast oh. and found myself loving it yeah. Yeah. I was like right. this is great it still sounds great that the vocal arrangement that Vince does if there, is there such a thing as the man of peace I th- yes. still think oh, that's great love that part um, all those weird rhythms and yep. um, so yeah this I, I had it been a while since I'd forced myself to listen to it and it yep. still holds up beautifully so. Same with me, and I found myself, I'm still partial to this version, although I love the DC Talk version, right. but I did the same thing, I, I, put, I was listening to my, my headphones, and I, I got to listen to this song, yep. I just loved it all over again. Yeah, um, me too. The line that I, I, that I always think of, that sticks with me from this song, is the disease of self runs through my blood, it's a cancer fatal to my soul. I mean, just a great line. Yep. Every attempt on my behalf yes. has failed to bring the sickness under control. Right. Yep. Yep. Hits you right upside the head. It does. Yeah, original sin. You got the space guitar on this it, song? Not the spaghetti Will. guitar. The, the space, space guitar. The space guitar. Now, what is that, Derek? Uh, I have nothing. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, don't know. No. And then you, we brought up uh, Vince Ebo's chant at, at the 2.30 mark, which I love. Is there such a thing as inner peace? Da, 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 you know, just yeah. a great, yeah. great part of the song. Yep. And then... Um, who, who does the shredding on the on the DC talk? It's got to be Dan Huff, right? Ooh, good question. I don't know. Do we need jazz flute here? Jazz flute song. Uh, or you keep uh, talking. Uh, you keep talking. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, about this mood that I'm in. Right. Go back to ranting. I will say though, as far as the DC talk version, since we're going on that trail a little bit, I prefer the live acoustic version. Oh. On their live album. Okay. Over the Jesus Freak version. Seriously? Just okay. because I, they, they jam a little bit more on the, on okay. the guitar solo. and I haven't know, heard that. So. It's a very intimate. I know yeah. that part of the show, they like got together on stage, a very intimate, you know, in surround. Nice. Or in the round type of thing, so. That was, a, yeah, that was a great move by them to make it acoustic in that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Getting there. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, drums by David. Guitars. Okay. Yeah. Guitars, Dan. Dan Huff yeah. on the Jesus Freak version? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Totally. Gee, Good call, Derek. Are, are we surprised? <laughs> no, we're not surprised. If it's shredding in CCM, it's right. I'm gonna place my bet it's staying on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
uh, usually who it yeah, is. And the lyrics just hold up so well over all these years. Yeah. And you can still listen to it and go, yep, yeah. holds up. Yeah. Um, then we get into number seven, There Was Love. Mm. Another ba- bluesy ballad. Um, was what I have down there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I might be... I might be. I might need Dave to track with me on this. Okay. All right. Okay. So I had on. Let's see. It was on. Um, oh, what's it like in your? No. Uh, was it after loving you or what's it like in your world? Or just the, no. The Prince. The Prince reference from earlier from Diamonds okay. and Pearls. Okay. So there was love. The beginning. For some reason, this time around, listening to it reminded me so much. Now track with me. Early Elton John. Okay. Got it in your mind here. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters. Remember that yeah, song? I do. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. So it's Elton's vocal, his piano, and right. then D. Murray's bass. Okay. So here you've got Charlie's piano, yep. his vocal, and Tommy's bass. Right. And it just, I was like, oh, kind of a Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters vibe. So there's a homework for, maybe even for Dan. So go listen to Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters by Elton John because it's really effective. You wouldn't put piano and bass and vocal together. That's an odd... Right, it is kind of odd. But it works beautifully for Elton, and it works beautifully here. It does. Um, And at the two-minute mark, you've got the drums kick in. Yes. And that's... They've been so absent, all of a sudden, it's very noticeable when they come in. Yeah. Yeah. I love the the lyrics, See the stars in the heavens above. Every one of them was painted by love. Mm -hmm. Um, A play, you know, on Genesis 15, God taking Abram out and showing him the stars of the heavens. Right. So shall your offspring be. So, um, yeah, this is a, this is a great song. And Vince is, I think Vince does all the background vocals on this I song. Think, I think you're right, he does, yeah. So, and wow. this is the first appearance of the album of the Nashville String Machine. Yes. And they sound amazing. They bring a whole they do. other aspect to this song. Yep. And then, of course, the, the famous Love Choir is back. Mm-hmm. It sounds awesome on this song as well. Is that Kim Fleming and Vicky and Vince? Is that And Stephanie Will. Yeah, oh, Stephanie Will. Stephanie I think that's Rick Will's yeah. wife, her relation to Rick Will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this song... More than any other song on the album made me miss Vince. Really? Uh, Just, um, I wish Vince would have had this song in his head when whatever he was thinking of overtook him, you know? Um, So, yeah, this made me really sad for Vince, this song. Um, he was a sweet man. Uh, Dan doesn't remember going, but I sure remember. Come on, Dan. <laughs> I sure remember going down to Oklahoma and shaking his hand. Wow, what a nice guy he was. I so. shook these people's hand. I remember it as yummy. Yeah. So, yep. And I wasn't on anything. I'm not, no, I'm not a no dose. <laughs> I don't have any of this. No dose and robot That's it. It's old age. That's what it is. It's, 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 it's old age. You <laughs> need some Dr. Pepper. <sighs> um, and so then we go into I would go crazy. Number eight. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites on this album. It's salsa time. Love this song. We should have played this song on the only one. Yes, I would totally play this. On this Z91. this is the one I was like, okay, we should have totally played this. One of my absolute yes. favorites. Yes. Tommy's bass line again amazing. Yep. But the percussion is yep. so fun. Yes. On here. Now, timbales. Yeah. What, what are those? What? Those are just high tuned drums. It's okay. Latin drums. That's no, the, that you play with sticks. 
Okay, so those are, those are the ones right here. The, it's kind of the, the breakdown. Not the high symbol. No. Okay. Timbales. But, uh, so I like the timbales and the, the really high symbol that they throw in there. That oh, yeah. Ding, yep. Ding, 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 ding. yep. Right at the top there. Timbale? Is that like a tamale? Yeah. No. Yeah. No? no. Right. Not tamales. They're yeah. both hot. Though, yeah, right? they're both hot, but <laughs> one's a timbale. Then um, the brass. I oh, yeah. I think it just works so well here. You know, you get that right two and a half minutes, kicks in with that trumpet and the sax. You know, Douthit is doing his thing. Yep. Uh, just amazing. And, and then, again, the lyrics, To be human is to live amongst the wounded, where no, no one's one is spared. spared. <laughs> oh, not, not even the brilliant or man with a million. Yep. We all have our share. I will not, but here's what I like. I will not lose heart. Mm-hmm. I will not despair. Yep. Mm-hmm. I dare to believe that hope is leading somewhere. Right. And, and I'm like, I love that. Like, yes, we are in this fallen world, but I will not despair. Right. Right, uh, but oh my goodness, I listen. I love listening to this song. Over oh, it's over a lot again. of fun. Yeah, I love the play with with the words on this line. I remain uh, inventive with you as my incentive in the midst of all my foolishness and craziness and such. Yeah. I taste the essence as I practice the presence of you in my life. Yeah, I just love the way. Yeah. they wrote that lyric. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say that one more time. I remain inventive with you as my incentive in the midst of all my foolishness and craziness and such. Humma, numma, numma, numma. Ned Knight. Whatever it is, our Yes. Nice. Who's that, Vince? That was you, Dan. That was Dan. That was Dan. When Vince jumps into that, I cannot help but think that every time I hear that. That's fantastic. Nicely done. Yes. Um, you mentioned Tommy's bass. Charlie plays bass on this, too. I think it's a. it's got to be a keyboard bass or a programmed bass. Right. And they probably just work together on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it, oh. And Tommy's on the on the percussion on this one too, along with Eric Smith. So yep. they did double duty on this. Yeah, so maybe maybe Tommy played some tabales. I don't know. Yeah. And then you can't forget the Spanish tabales. Timbales. <laughs> tabales. Yeah. Don't eat the tabales. Just the, the Spanish vocalizing. Yes. I looked all over to try and find a translation and couldn't find anything. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So we need an isolated track. Maybe when we interview Charlie, we'll say, "Could you send us an isolated track of the Spanish vocalizing so yes. we could." Translated because my daughter's taking Spanish. Maybe she could help us. Cece? <laughs> yep. Diana Beach, by the way. Shout out to her for yep. Spanish vocalizing. Good job. Yes. Way to go, Diana. And then track nine. Are All we right. doing this song? Yes. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So here's where we get into the whole talk about Brave yes. song. Brave, brave for him writing it and Brave for Sparrow putting it on the album. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. And going with it. Uh, Kiss Me Like a Woman. Um, there are, so there are certain songs I, I wrote down here for me. There are certain songs I can't see anyone else singing. Yeah. And this is one of those songs that I can't see anyone else singing. I mean, Charlie yeah. has to do this song. Right, right. Um, very few Christian albums included romantic love, especially one about love making. Yeah, erotic, eros <laughs> love. Whoa. Yep, yep. But it so works yep. here. It and, does. And it's so important yep. to, to talk. I don't know. Uh, the music obviously is very you know seductive. It's got even a whole seductive sound. Yeah. I, oh, can um, I can I stop you here? I'm yeah, so glad ahead. you brought that up. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, I'm so glad that that organically came up because okay. one of the things I wrote was um, the music doesn't even try to down, downplay what's on its mind. Now, right. clearly, the lyric right. right is is saying what it means. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's 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 right out there. But the but you could maybe get away with recording a song with that lyric if you were kind of shy about the music. Right. And Charlie just throws caution to the wind says, "This is going to have that funky clavinet," and it's clear what's on the music's mind. Right. The music's got on its mind the same thing that the lyric has on its mind, and he and that's what makes it so brave. 
the, the, suddenly we've got, oh my, he really is going to go there. Yeah. And he does. And so, did we ever play this on Z, by the way? No. Okay, I didn't know. So. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I just, yeah. Yeah. Would we now? You would know, you remember better than I would. But <laughs> Would we now? I would. I would totally play this. Song. Yeah. I actually put that question down I was going to ask you guys. I would totally do this. Would you play this if Absolutely. you were running a Christian station? Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would too, yeah. but we would be in the minority. Yeah, we would, far. wouldn't we? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I won't get into it, but everything is played so safe now. Yep. Correct. But this is real life. This is real stuff. Absolutely. You know, it goes on in our marriages. Well, again, none of us were married. And so how many of us sitting in this room thought, okay, Charlie's been talking about married love with these other aspects here. Mm-hmm. And so now there's this aspect. And so he's teaching us something important here about married love. And right. so that's... I, I definitely took that to heart. Right, and, right. and so, Yeah, totally. But yet he still keeps it pure, saying, you know, he's waited for his wife. Right. And even right. later on in the song, he talks about teaching his kids about being pure. I want my children yeah. to know. Right. Okay, so I had a note on that. I want my children to know what is pure, what is lovely, what is right. Intimate moment is beautiful in God's sight. That's right. Well, it's a good good and right thing for a man to say, and then it just kicks in like that. I love that part. Oh, yeah. But the only other note I had in here was, ew, dad. Come on, dad. We don't want to hear about that. <laughs> well, and, and then the other, the only other note I had on here was, I said, forget airplay. That ain't happening. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah for, right, it, right. Dave said it's too safe. Could a song like this even get on a CC album today you know, as a deep track? Yeah. Especially a song that contains the lyric, We can lie naked and unashamed, made one by divine connection. It's good to know there's a sacred trust when you give away your affections. Could that even get on a CCM album? I feel a mood coming on again. Yeah. Could that even get on an album today? I highly doubt it. I don't, I don't think, think so either. And we're in 2021. Right. Well, or it'd have to be. And we need to be talking about that. Or they could do it, but it'd have to be a separate album or something. You know what I mean? It'd be like, yeah. here, here's a love song. It's kind of. Right. Album from this. Like Stephen Curtis put out a love songs album. Yes. Okay, right, right. so maybe. maybe that's it. Maybe. Right, maybe. That's a big maybe still. Though. But there again, like Dan pointed out, it's going to be the right artist. So who would that artist be now right. that could maybe do this? Is there I, one? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah. yeah. No idea. Yeah. It's... But, you know, people talk about, oh, I'm a brave artist or I'm, a, I'm out there. I'm taking chances. This is the definition of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yep. And to toe the line and do it in a way that's biblically robust yes. and orthodox. Mm-hmm. And, 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 yeah, it's just – and, again, hats off to Billy Ray Hearn and, and Sparrow for putting this out. That's good on you guys. Yes. Yes. One Billy Ray's passed now. But. Another one of my favorite lyrics – Heard a fool on the radio talking trash about the love we make. Yes. That clown didn't know the first thing about love. He's a joker. He's a liar. He's a fake. And I always had that kind of same reaction when I'd hear popular music back then, too. I'm like, I know this isn't real biblical love, right. intimate love, yep. you know, in that, in that manner. Now, the, so you ever play that game where it's like you've had misheard lyrics? Yes. And you hear, you've heard a different lyric all your life, and you finally find out, that wasn't a lyric. Yes. <laughs> I just had those moments. With this song? Moment. Yes. Okay. So I thought right after that, he says, so you might as well kiss me like oh. a woman. No, he says, send him on his way. Send him on his way. <laughs> yep. I, always, I always thought it was, so you might as well. Ah, kiss me like a woman. Gotcha. Send him on his way. Yeah. So, Learn something new. Yeah, there you 30 go. Years later, after this. Yep, there you go. Um, so yeah, just 
great, great song. Love it. A lot of fun. And then he follows it right up with number 10, When I Stand With You. So now we're back to the, you know, kind of harkening back old-timey. We even got the playing, almost sounds like a playing from a record. Yes. Yeah. It's got the lo-fi sounds in it, and it emerges out of the lo-fi sounds after mentioning Stand With You in Glory. I noticed that that yeah. kind of uh, synced up together. And uh, so then it opens up to this full hi-fi. Yeah. You know, oh, after it gets to that. Um, and then at three and a half minutes in, the traditional songs ends, and you got this creative future sounding thing kicks yeah. in. Yeah. It's almost Celtic sounding. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's, it it's very strange. It's, yeah. it's, it's great. So it, it, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of this journey, like this, this orchestra, it goes back to old timey movies, goes back to the lo-fi re- mm-hmm. record crackling again, mm-hmm. but it's like we opened something up and then we went back to, we're it's back cool. in the real world or something. Yeah, yeah. Vicky, boy, this album was my introduction to Vicky Hampton. Boy, yeah. does she sound so oh, good on this song. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, she and Charlie together are just, man, they blend. And, of course, Tommy. Always Tommy on this mm-hmm. on this song, too. It's just, yeah, what a fitting way to close this, this, this album. And, yeah, the Lord's love for us and causing us to stand in glory with him. So that's great. Yeah, great way to end the album. I yep. love, like Dan pointed out, when... Everything comes in at three thirty mark, and then the strings are there, and then you hear the record pops. It kind of overtake the strings, and it just kind of fades out. Yeah, I mean it's just done so well. Yeah, this is one of the. I did notice that um, the the um, recording fidelity on Spotify, and I have a paid Spotify account, so I've got I pay every month for my Spotify account, and I've got it set to the highest you know bit rate that you can get Spotify. And their version of this album just does not sound very good. Really? I, I thought, has my top end on my hearing completely gone? So then I put my CD on. Yeah. Oh, no, there it is. There's the rest of the fidelity. Oh, okay. So, no, clearly I still have some high end of my hearing. But um, I had to really turn it up to catch the, the, the pop of – I, I thought there's a – a vinyl, you know, sound effect on here, like a, oh, a record. You, you couldn't get it. It, it, it. I had it down too far, and I thought, where, where is that? I had to crank my headphones up. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's there. I, but I, I, I missed it at first. Yeah. So, yeah. This is this. I, this is one. I'm so glad we finally did, and I'm so glad we did it in person. That was. And uh, so now we've reached the hour mark. So now we're ready for hour two. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to do hour. the songs in reverse. Right. <laughs> That's right. Zip, zip, zip. Yeah. Just like that. Or yep. What is, what is Petra's version of the... Why are you looking for the devil and you should be looking, looking for, for the Lord? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob Harvey. Yes. Play this backwards. You're going to hear that. Yes. yes. In, right. in post-production, I will put that backwards. Put it backwards. Yeah. yeah. All right. So... Yeah, so just again, hey, we love all you guys just chiming in on some of our posts. You know, Jeff, uh, Dave, and some guys are actually listening before you posted. Whoa! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was uh, was Jim. Yeah, Jim's like, hey, you know, I think I'm getting faster. You're getting slower. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jim. Slower. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you, Jim, for listening. (laughs) So yeah, throw on uh, some headphones if you wrote down some of the homework. Um, Just again, really. Almost any song you're listening to on here has got some amazing Tommy homework in it. Boy, for sure. I still go back to uh, his, that second song. But, uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us, and uh, listen and catch you next time. Yep, see you later. Talk to you next time.